It's sports time! Good afternoon, sports fans. Today is November 16th. I'm all alone here, but that's okay because we're doing, uh, like, not, I wouldn't call it a preview because the NBA season's already started, but more of like an early NBA preview of what's going to be happening in the rest of the year. So let's get straight into it, guys. Um, so number one, we have the Boston Celtics leading the Eastern Conference, 10-1. and one, And they have really surprised me, but I knew they were going to be good. I didn't know they were going to be this good, but I knew they were going to be good. The team works together well, and more on the Celtics later. The Western Conference is, right now, it's a very close race, but on top is the Los Angeles Lakers. Really no surprise there. But what is surprising is that the Warriors are the worst team in the Western Conference. And their season, it's just gone down. I mean, starting off, I was really, you know, I was expecting Curry. I thought that Curry without KD or Clay, he was going to, like, have another one of his monster NBA seasons. But that ended short, and I don't think he's coming back for the rest of the year. So it's very unfortunate. Hopefully he gets well soon, but... It's a good look for the Warriors to see if, like, Glenn Robinson the second and D'Angelo Russell, who actually just got injured, to see if they can be the future of the Warriors. So far, they're not proving that, but, you know, it's the Western Conference is very hard, so I wouldn't be surprised if, I wouldn't be surprised if they just kept that duo because it's going to the future. Could be good. Now, back to the Eastern Conference. Something that really surprised me is the Miami Heat at number two. Now, they're 8-3, and three, and really what I've seen, Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, those are like their four top players. I feel that Tyler Hero, I did not expect him to play this well, and he just came out and surprised me. Kendrick Nunn, nobody, like, nobody knew about him, and now he's been doing really well. So, it's just very surprising, and I'm really looking forward to see how Tyler Hero can be doing. He's averaging 13.4 points a game, and it's not like a shocker. He's not doing like, I would say that he's just doing better than he was expected to, but he's still not doing like amazing, but he's just doing better than I would have thought, because I thought that, you know, when the Heat took him, I was like, Oh, no, this isn't going to be good. But Kendrick Nunn, all right, 17.5 points per game, 2.5 rebounds per game, 3.3 assists per game, 1.6 steals per game. I'm very impressed with how he's been playing. He's shooting 46%, almost 40% from three. And I I didn't know about this guy. And now he's came out and he's impressed so much. Just like somebody else who goes by the name of Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam has had a monster year to start this off. Now, everybody knew that he was going to get it. Everybody had a feeling that he was going to be good. We just didn't know how good he was going to be. Like I could have seen him being like a Kyle Lowry level player, but I feel like he stepped up, and it's a good thing that... um. The Raptors signed him for a long-term deal because they're gonna. This guy is the future of the Raptors. 
I don't think he should leave the Raptors, and he's just been playing amazing. This year, he's been averaging 27 points per game, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, and almost a steal per game. And that's just crazy. And I just feel he's... Last year, he was the most improved player. This year, he's going to be an all-star. It's just a matter of time until he's an MVP. And I'm going to say like two, three years, if he keeps up at this pace, MVP. Now, staying with the East, a team I want to talk about, I'm going to skip past the Bucks a little bit. I feel like they were already anticipated to be that good. Right now, the third seed, you know, I expected a little bit more, but they've turned it around. They're on a two-game winning streak right now. But the 76ers, now starting off the year, they were 8-0. They were like, really? I wasn't that surprised. I feel like their team worked well together. They had stars everywhere. But what's hurting them is the shooting. All right, they've they've lost two straight, and they and the games they lost were to the Thunder and the Magic. And when you lose to the Magic with that power team, with a powerful team like the Sixers, you really need to rethink everything. They only beat the Cavs by a point. So I'm just like questioning. Is this, like, the right fit for them? They're signing all these players who could score inside. But losing J.J. Redick, we all thought Josh Richardson was going to step up. And I'm saying he hasn't been playing horribly. This year he's averaged 15 points a game. But it's his shooting that kills him. He doesn't shoot that many threes. He shot, he made, he had 3-3 against the Cavaliers. He was 1 for 8 from 3 points from the three-point arc. And normally, if you have J.J. Redick, that's six for, that's six for eight. So it's just, they. I feel like they've kind of put together the wrong players. But this team is still, by far, a great team. But if they maybe had brought in another shooter, we could be seeing them at the top. And really, not that much surprising in the East. I want to talk about Kyrie Irving on the Nets because I feel that He's a great player, but is he a great player for the Nets? And I'm going to say no, because when KD comes back, that's their time to win. But they that's like a three-year window, two-year window, depending on how well KD comes back. Because after that, you just threw out uh, your star in D'Angelo Russell. And Levert, if Karis Levert can come back and keep playing at a level he did before he got injured the first time and in the playoffs, because he's been on and off. And if him and Jared Allen, I don't think that he they can lead the Nets to a championship. Well, if you throw in a D'Angelo Russell and that group develops together, it's an entirely different story. And I think that right now the Nets are in it for one championship when they could be trying to be in it for five. So it's just the price you pay. And it was definitely... They could have really passed up on having Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. But... I think that they should have stayed in the long run. Celtics are on a 10-game winning streak. And Magic, you know, the Eastern Conference, in my opinion, is just boring. Because the Celtics are ahead, but right after the 6th seed, 7-5 and five Pacers, it immediately dropped to the 5-7 and seven Hornets. Because anything down from the Pacers is not a good team. The Knicks, 3-9. and nine. Wizards three and seven, so on and so forth. It's just not a fun division to watch. And that's really all you can say about the East. But when teams but when teams on the East 
come together. Like, if I see Celtics-Bucks, that's a top game when it happens. You have a game that I can't wait to watch is a game like Sixers-Celtics. I feel like that's like kind of the Sixers are going to be dominating down low. But, hey, the Celtics got the shooters, you know? And this year, Kemba. Kemba. Oh, my God. Kemba has been crazy this year. So far, he's averaging 24.5 points a game, 5 assists, uh, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and almost a steal. Now, you might be like, well, come on. That's like, that's like good, but it's not very good. Yeah, but he's playing on a team that has, if you look at this Celtics team, Gordon Hayward before he got injured, he was playing back to him old self. And as Cantor before he was injured, playing back to him old self. Now, I'm going to question the pick of Romeo Langford, but he was, I feel that you just can't pass up on a guy that good, even if you don't need him as much. Jason Tatum. This man has came back. He's averaging 20 points a game, seven rebounds, three assists, almost over one and a half steals per game. I'm looking at most improved for him because last year was kind of a drop-off, so if he can maintain this pace, should be a good year for the Celtics. And then there's Taco Fall. Everybody loves Taco Fall. But he's, you know, he's going to have some time. And they're just going to have to let him develop. And there's not much more to say about the Celtics. Marcus Smart and uh, Jalen Brown have been stepping up. And I think that's a big thing to their success. Now moving on to the Western Conference. The Lakers at number one followed by the Rockets. And that is impressive for the Rockets. I thought there were going to be some issues with James Harden and Russell Westbrook, two top-tier players. I don't know if they can work well together, and they've proved us all wrong by being second in the much harder Western Conference. James Harden is playing at his MVP status this year, averaging almost 39 points per game, almost about six rebounds and eight assists, while almost two steals, which is Crazy! If that guy doesn't win MVP, I don't know who's going to. Maybe Trey Young? We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Russell Westbrook not having a bad year either. 21 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 7 assists actually, and um, and 2 steals. So, really, they just, I don't really see it, but they've been complimenting each other pretty well. I did not expect it coming into the year. And just what I was talking about, MVP candidates, well, you got the Hawks. They're at number 11. You know, John Collins has been out. They haven't been winning games. So, Trey Young won't win MVP because they are not winning games. But just check out Trey Young this year. 27 points per game, 4 rebounds, 9 assists, over 1.5 steals per game. It's just great for, like, him to show. I think that... Trey Young is honestly just a better player than Luka Doncic. I think Luka will win a title first. If, yeah, I think Luka's going to win a title first. But Trey Young is, I think Trey Young will be MVP first. Luka, I would say he's just, he's a good player. He's averaging 28 points per game. Oh, wait a minute. I got to take that back. I've been sleeping on Luka this year. Luka Doncic, 29 points, 10 rebounds. Nine assists, one steal. Now, if Luka was in the Eastern Conference, oh, my God, that would be crazy because 
so many teams in the Eastern Conference you're looking at would love a player like Luka Doncic. If you're looking at a team like the Pacers, who are a pretty good team, Brogdon stepped up, Sabonis has stepped up, but if you have that third guy like Luka, who can do everything, who's like almost a better shooter than Russell Westbrook and is averaging the same amount of stats as him, it's just crazy to think that I, if I'm Luka Doncic, if I don't see this Dallas Mavericks team working, and I don't see Kristaps Porzingis and like this duo of uh, Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis working, if I'm Luka, I'm out of there because he could. Every NBA team will want him because he can do everything. Now moving back to the West, you got the Nuggets, who are eight and three this year. Really no surprise there. Knew they were going to be good. I think in order for them to be the best, Jokic has to come back to playing how he was. Right now, 17 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, and um, 1 steal. That's good stats for a center, but that's not that's not Nikola Jokic stats. You expect more from him. Now, talking about um, Michael Porter Jr. is coming back. He's, you know, he's just, there was a lot of hype around him. The injury, I don't really ever think he's going to be an amazing player. And I just feel that if this Nuggets team is going to have to win, somebody's going to have to step up. Whether it being Jamal Murray, Jokic to be playing at his MVP level, or if Gary Harris can be bumped, become a more consistent shooter, in my opinion, I feel that He's shooting right now, he's shooting 36% from three, 40% from the field. Those numbers, for especially from three-point, in my opinion, should be going up. He was 2 for 10 against the Hawks. And the Hawks, they don't got the best defense. So, I'm, you know, I feel Gary Harris, I feel like he should be doing better. He just seems like he should be doing better. He's the type of player that if you watched one of his games, You'd think he's really good, but then if you watch another, you'd start to float back to earth about how good he actually is. Now, talking about the Utah Jazz, my favorite team, they are, they're 8-4 right now, and Mike Conley, I want to talk about Mike Conley, because everybody's like, Mike Conley's having a bad year, and he's turned it around, like he's coming back, but I feel that for this Jazz team, the reason Mike Conley is so important is because with Ricky Rubio in the backcourt with Donovan Mitchell, Rubio can't shoot. So, no offense to Ricky Rubio, great passer, but not a top-notch shooter. Well, Mike Conley, if you're going to double-team Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley can hit down those can hit those shots and I really think that's what makes this team so much better is having two options so you're not double-teaming one. Now, Bojan Bogdanovic He's came, he's been playing, he's been playing clutch for the Jazz, you could say. He hit that buzzer beater, averaging almost 20 points, four rebounds, two assists, almost a steal for a game. He's just been averaging, he's at a level that we expected him to, but I don't really know. I feel like next, I don't, I'm feeling like this kind of, he might start dipping down soon. I don't know why, I just got that feeling that he's, He's a good player, but is he, like, the what the Jazz needed to win? I don't think so. And 
if we're being honest, right now, if the Jazz want to win, and you guys can disagree with me as much as you want, and I was talking to Emmett about this, they can't win right now. Because this West Conference, this Western Conference, is so good that I'd say you got to give this team maybe a year or two. But you got to consider maybe moving it more. Like, this team, it's based around Donovan Mitchell, but it's also based around Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley. Well, if you're going to want to win, if you're going for one title, then maybe keep going for players in the prime. But, like, what the Nets didn't do and what the Jazz should do is kind of players, people want these players. So I think you got to build down because the Western Conference is only going to get stronger until uh, LeBron leaves and more super teams kind of break down. And now a sleeper story. I don't know how the Suns are 7-4. and four. I'm just questioning, just questioning. Because it's Devin Booker, all right. This year, he's been averaging 25 points, been in the last. But against the Hawks and the Nets, he averaged 27 points. And now I think the step for Devin Booker right now, he's also averaging 50% from three, which is crazy good. And he's also averaging 53% from the field. And I think that's why they're so much better because... He might not be averaging as much, but he's kind of like, you can tell that he's like, he's not, he's like fitting into the NBA more and more as it goes. And now that the fact that he's not forcing shots, as it shows here, 53% and 50%, he's taking the shots. He's passing six assists. He's just, he's developing into an NBA scorer that we knew he could always be. And we saw now, Ricky Rubio right here is so against the Lakers and the Nets, which he'd have, he had 21, 22 points per game. Those have been his best games this year. But the problem with the Suns is they kind of have the same problem as the Jazz because a lot of people, they don't really need... Rubio's not the best shooter, so they don't need... I like Ricky Rubio as a sixth man. I don't like him as the Suns top point guard because they just need to double team Booker because Aiden's out and I just feel that Ricky Rubio even though he's made their team better he's not gonna make them a title team so they need they need a Mike Conley type player now um wrapping it up here because we talked about some of the top teams hopefully I didn't miss anything I want to take a minute to talk about the Clippers. I mean, they're seven and five. They just their problem is injuries. All right, they're such a good team, but they have so many injuries. Kawhi's been playing on and off. He didn't play against the Pelicans two nights ago, but he played against the Rockets, and the difference there is immense. Because against the Rockets, if you see here against the Rockets, it was such like a closer game. It wasn't. And it was just a better game for them. They lost. They they did lose because they can't be this one person because James Harden is going out there with Russell Westbrook. Kawhi can't go. Kawhi's not going out there with anybody. And they just need everybody to stay healthy. Lou Williams has stepped up and so has Montrez Harold a lot, against, especially last night. 
Uh, Lou had 31. Montrez had 8, 7, and 6. And Paul George returned, averaging a healthy 33, 4, averaging 33 points, 4 rebounds, and 9 assists. Or, I mean, other way around, rebounds and assists. So, I just, once these injuries just kind of slow down, that's where they can jump in. I I just, I'm just really sorry for the Kings right now. They got off to, like, they could have, like, a good year. And then De'Aaron Vox, he's injured. It's not looking good for them right now. And it's just, it's really sad. Because in the last game he played, he had 30 points. He's averaging, he's averaging, he's averaging 18 points this year. Seven assists, four rebounds. But what's not there is how he pushes the pace. Most NBA teams, they're at a good pace. But this, this Kings team, this is one of the fastest teams in the NBA. And it's scary fast. And now for the last team we're going to talk about. We have the worst team. No, we already talked about the Warriors. We got the Pelicans and Brandon Ingram. First off, shout shout out to Shea Gildas Alexander and Jamal Rant, both putting up monster years. Shea's averaging 20 points. Morant will be rookie of the year. Mark my words. I just don't believe in the Zion hype. Even if he comes back, he still missed a lot. Morant's averaging 19 points, three rebounds. Uh, three and a half rebounds, six assists, and a steal, and he's just been clutch. And I think he's the Grizzlies picked right. You know what can I say? I have my doubts about him going to the NBA, but he's came up. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. He could step it up a little bit more. I really was expecting a lot more from him, so it's kind of disappointing. So, but it's just how they're gonna fit into each other. So as the year goes on, they're just gonna get better and better. If injuries don't happen, she'll get us Shea Gilders Alexander averaging 20 points. And Brandon Ingram is our last subject because he, nobody expected this from him, all right? Everybody, everybody, everybody thought it was all Zion. It was all Zion, Zion, this, Zion, that, New Orleans, Zion. But really, but little did they know that it's Brandon Ingram for the Pelicans. Zion hasn't played an NBA game, so, and I still think he might come back and be amazing. I don't know, but we can't say that for right now. Lonzo Ball, before we talk even more about Brandon Ingram, just stop hyping Lonzo Ball. He's not good. I don't understand. He goes through years, and he's like, he has seven assists per game, and he's av- and but he's shooting horribly, and this year he's coming back he's going injuries off and on so it's just disappointing very disappointing I was really looking forward to Alonzo having a good year and now on to Brandon Ingram and Brandon Ingram averaging 26 points seven rebounds four assists and almost a steal now this brings up the topic is it the coaching staff for the Pelicans and the net and the Nets or is it the Lakers? Now, you might be like, Leo, why are you saying the Nets? Because D'Angelo Russell, monster season. Played, he was he was an all-star on the Nets. And say, it looked like this with Brandon Ingram. 
So, you know, I'm kind of like looking at this pattern. It, is it the Lakers or is it just bad? Is it just these teams are better? Right now, I can't say anything for sure because it's only been two people that we've seen. But for right now, it's right now. I'm, I still, I, I believe it's the Lakers. So, you know, he's also shooting very well, shooting 50, almost 54%, 47% from three. And it's a really a shame to see Pelicans' Brandon Ingram is out with the knee injury. So it's sad, but it shows that, hey, if he can come back, he can be a star. And I think that, I think that it's maybe the Lakers. Um, all right, so that is it, guys. Um, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and talk to you next time. Bye.